Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. We'll talk as much about what made playing the game fun and special and memorable for our guest as we will about the context about what was special when they first fell in love with it for the first time or maybe even revisited it. I don't know what they're going to share. It's not my story. It's theirs. That was almost a little rhyme. That kind of like is in line with our episode today. I'm feeling pretty good about this. Um, if uh, Here's a little housekeeping for you. There's a bunch of ways you can support the show. So if you're a new listener, a longtime listener, we're all over social media. You can follow us on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame, but just the one Y, so B-Y-O-U-R, uh, which you can find really cool stuff there like what's the episode of the week you can see the cool art i make you can see some stuff about our guest there uh you can see the the weekly streams that i do which if you're a listener you'll know that this is a recent thing uh that i've been doing every wednesday night that the show releases i will do a stream on twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 uh close to 6 six thirty seven. but uh, if you check the social you'll know exactly what time and uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm going to find a way to play this game, or at least we're I'll figure something out. So um, you can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and if you haven't done that and you really like this show, do me a favor and go ahead and do that. Uh, let us know what your favorite episode is. Let us know your favorite thing about our awesome guest for today. I don't care what you share. Just leave a review. And then, of course, lastly, as I'm sure you've already heard an ad from me, we have a Patreon with tons of more video game content, uh, that which I am responsible for a lot of. Uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. And if you're a fan of the Legend of Zelda series, well, we've got uh, the Legend of Zelda Games Club that's 
beginning by the time you listen to this. You might even have heard the inaugural episodes. Check us out there. Um, Somehow the housekeeping has just gotten longer and longer, but it's great because now I can welcome uh, our guest to the show. So please welcome. I've stopped doing intros, but I felt like this guest deserved it today. So please welcome <gasps> Chicago's golden child and absolute <laughs> creative legend, Allie Jennings. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, Connor. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you bet. Uh, w- I had so much fun recently on uh, PS I Love Rom-Coms that I just had to have you on, uh, especially, you know, as a as a fellow podcast veteran, had to ask. <laughs> so I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, how are you doing? You hanging in right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hanging in there. Um I've been going on some like long evening strolls. Oh, so um, nice. And so that's been kind of a nice new little ritual that I've uh, created for myself. Um and I live right by a very pretty mall, so I just oh, kind of okay. an outdoor mall. Um, yes. And so I just kind of walk by all the stores. Um and it's it's nice. That it's does very sound nice. very nice. Now, is it like still busy out there? Is it quiet? Are you dodging people as you walk? You- it's interesting. It's so um, now that outdoor dining is open oh, again yeah. in California. Oh, oh. It's open. It's open, man. Uh, there are people eating food and chatting. And um, if you close your eyes, you're like, nothing has changed. This um, I could be in 2019 right yeah. now. Um, but if you open your eyes, you go, whoa, there's so <laughs> many shields up made out of plastic. Yes. We are definitely in 2021. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, who knew that we'd ever be nostalgic for the year 2019, 2019. specifically? It's not like it was even, it kind of seems to me like, like the, it's, it's a one of many, uh, you're going to be on a journey for this analogy here. I can't even (laughs) say it. I'm having trouble talking. Uh, it's the kid in the family who is like not great. They're like fine. The, an okay child, but their other sibling really sucks. So by comparison, like 2019, I mean, (laughs) not so bad. Um, now, was it worth it, me taking you on the journey of that analogy? <laughs> Here's what I'll say about that analogy. It makes me wonder, what is Connor's family like? And what sibling was he? <laughs> um, so there's only... Were you the 2019 sibling or the 2021 sibling? Honestly, Or I, maybe I, the beloved, I don't know, 1999 sibling? Good year, first off, Allie. Great year. Um, Great year. There's only two of us. I'm the I'm the older sibling, um, but by comparison, I'm definitely the 2021 sibling. My my sister is like a wonderful teacher. She's got oh, wow. like her life figured out. She's responsible. She's compassionate, and I'm just trying to figure oh. it out. Um, not a complete <laughs> disaster, but so I, it's fact. She's 1999, and I'm 2019. How about that? Okay. 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 That's that. Wow. Paints a picture for me. Good. In years. <laughs> wow. Uh, and not only were you okay to go along that very bumpy road with me, but you, uh, you yes ended. So I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Allie, I, I always like to say how I know my guest, uh, like most mm. of the guests on the show, I know you through the Los Angeles improv community. You're mm. one of the, the funniest people and the best performers I've ever seen. I, uh, you're, you're also an incredible show writer. I was at the uh, first ever showing of Keep Calm and Tamp On. 
Oh my gosh. Yes, I was up in the rafters. Uh between I was uh I was in like 401 at the time and oh, wow. I think we actually we we knew each other by this point, but like yeah. I think very very much just like acquaintances like you are with most people. Um mm-hmm. and by you I mean me. Um like we, <laughs> like you are with many people in that enormous community. Uh but mm-hmm. I do remember seeing that and I I don't remember what the other show was that day. Um I think I kind of remember, but I don't even want to talk about it. But your show was so great uh, that, yeah. So what else do you want people to know about you? I mean, you're an actor. You're, when you can do it, you're an improviser. Um, I guess, you know, besides the fact that um, I think in 2017, I wrote a musical about menstrual equity uh, that premiered at uh, UCB. Um, I... I host a podcast that um, you have been on uh, called P.S. I Love Rom-Coms. It is a rom-com review podcast where every week my co-host, me and I, will uh, watch, rate, and relate a rom-com to our own lives. Oh, I wish the listener could see how much fun Allie's having moving her head back and forth. It's great. Yes, it's it's a wonderful show. Of course, a uh, former guest of the sh- of my show, Mia Schaffler, came on for uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and the Revenge of the Flying Dutchman. I think <gasps> right before your show came out, like during in like April last year. So it's been a, oh wow, that's how long ago that was. But a year? Yeah. Oh my gosh, a year almost. I know. Yeah, it's it's a shame, uh, but here we are. <laughs> Um, but here we are. Yeah, you have a wonderful show, and you've got some really fun stuff going on for your show for the month of March. I uh, so I hear. Oh yes, yes. Well, um, yeah, we have a for March. We are doing March Magnus, not to be confused with uh, college basketball March Madness. Oh, I wouldn't, um, March- I wouldn't dare. How dare you? Yeah, no, <laughs> no one would dare. Um, uh, March Magnus is a fun little thing we've created where we. Uh, in a tournament style, pit all of Meg Ryan's rom-coms up against each other in a big bracket to see which Meg Ryan rom-com is the best rom-com of all time. And uh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to spoil anything. There are quite a few upsets that uh, happen. uh, And also, yeah. mm -hmm, And also uh, we have the very lovely Connor as a guest in the quarterfinals. So another reason to listen. Oh, yeah. So listeners, I mean, truly, definitely check it out. Even if you're like, I don't know if rom-coms are my exact genre, they will be after you listen to this show because (laughs) it's so much fun. Allie and Mia do such a great job. And it's such a nice excuse to watch a couple movies or or just one, depending on the episode you're listening to. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Connor. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's the man, you know. Rom watching a rom com, which is just kind of silly and fun and lighthearted, and you you're honestly transported into another world because most rom coms and like the rules and logic of it um, aren't you know uh, they're not similar to reality. Sure. Um, <laughs> but it's a they are a nice watching all these rom coms during this kind of you know tumultuous time um, mm-hmm. have been a lovely little escape. And I love so, it. Um, yeah, yeah. Ah, I'm so glad to hear it. Um, but yeah, again, listener, check out the show. Uh, I'll put that in the show notes so you can just click and go straight to the podcast page. Um, but aside from that, Allie, was there anything you didn't get to share about yourself that you'd like the listeners to know? No, I think I think that's it. Okay, um, 
Yeah, check out that pod. Heck yeah, um, this is a this is a this is a place for pods. So uh, you, you've come to the right place to promote. Um, well, wonderful. So we've gotten to talk about you a little bit. Um, would you mind before we dive into your history with video games? Would you mind uh-huh. telling the listener what game we're gonna spend most of the show talking about a little little bit later? Oh my gosh, yes, my pleasure. So I would like to talk about our I. Um, we're going to be talking about Madeline's European Adventure. Uh, it is a computer game uh, that I played uh, a lot in my youth. And in it, you follow um, the young French orphan Madeline as she travels throughout Europe in order to try to save her friend, a genie. Yes. Ah, um, I'm so excited. I don't I don't want to. I, I like I'm. Something's happening today where my brain's moving faster than my mouth, which occasionally happens. I should like tag these episodes as specific things that happen, but I'm also uh, maybe not equally excited because I know you, this game has a special place in your heart, but I and I will have some fun stuff to share of my own about this game uh, and about Madeline in general. So I'm so pumped that you're here and I'm very excited to talk about that game, but I would love to know a little bit about your just general history with games. So um, I'd love to start, Allie, by asking, like, did you play video games growing up? And if so, do you remember when you first maybe took an interest? And in computer games, I know we talked about this before, computer games count. So share about any computer games you want or regular, whatever you'd like. Yeah, I, um, I, I've played computer games and video games throughout my life. Um... But it's kind of like, I don't know if I have the healthiest relationship with um, like computer games and video games. I think what tends to happen is like I get a little bit like addictive. Um, I think it's because I'm very competitive slash I have like an addictive personality where it's like I will like if I like a game, Uh I'll just like play it (laughs) for like and just will and just like, oh, man, Um, just play it, play it, play it until when I was younger my mom would have to take the game away because I would play it so much. Oh my um, gosh. So I started playing um, the computer games of my childhood uh, were Madeline's European Adventure. Incredible. Another one was Barbie Magic Hairstyler. Whoa. Um, which is uh, an incredible game where you uh, can style Barbie's hair. You can cut oh. Barbie's hair and do her makeup and you can choose like whether she goes on a dream date, a wedding, a costume party, or a career event. Don't you just um, love when like you you know maybe get your hair done and, and your makeup done, and you're like, what do I want to do tonight? Do I want to get married? Do I want to go on a <laughs> on a cruise? Man, Barbie's really got a lot of options, doesn't she? She, I, it's like everything is handed to Barbie. She it's has true. like the world before her. Yeah. Um, but it does yeah, sound very I, incredible, though. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, that sounds awesome. It was a it was a very fun game. Uh, but I played it so much that my mom hid it from me. Mom. And I if I wanted to play it, I would have to go find her and be like, Mom, please can I play Barbie Magic Hairstyler? And she's like, Allie, there's no educational value to this game. You're learning nothing from it. Um no. And but every now and then if it was like I was having a bad day, I got to play that game. Uh, I'm glad. Another classic 
was uh, Zumbinis. Oh, has anybody talked about Zumbinis yet? We haven't, but it has been <gasps> on my. It's been recommended to guests before by me on the show. Um, <sighs> but what a great, what a great game! I also have a hard time just saying the word Zumbinis as opposed to just <laughs> saying, you know, shouting the word Zumbinis. Zumbinis. <laughs> I even held back a little bit, but wow, what a great game! Oh my gosh, I was, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody and I like brought up Zumbinis and they looked at me like I was insane. And I was like, Zumbinis, everybody played Zumbinis. But I just realized, you know, when you're a child, you think everybody does the exact same thing I do every day. Um, I still would like to shame whoever this was because they're definitely, you know, deserving of that. (laughs) Right, I um, Zumbinis is one of those games where I still find that I actively quote it in my daily adult life where yes. <laughs> like I'll I'll be hungry and I'll be like make me a pizza um, or um, one of my favorite parts like, of the game by the way so good <laughs> there's like there's a part in this game where these little like blueberry people zoom beanies need to make pizza for tree trunk people <laughs> I don't know why you're saying it like it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy. Like, what? Um, and uh, there's another one where it's like, there's something on that I don't like. Um, oh, yes, yes. Because you're doing the toppings, right? Yes, you're doing the toppings on oh. the pizza. Um, and then what's the other quote that I think about all the time? Um, like, have a seat anywhere. I don't really care. <laughs> um, Just so the listener knows, Allie went inside her memory. She like put her hand over her <laughs> eyes and they rolled back into her head to find that quote. So, wow, we are having a truly uh, a transformative experience here. That's incredible. They, yeah, also, I have a yeah, pitch. I, um, oh yeah, what's your pitch? What's your pitch? If for some reason I can't find... Um, uh, a way to play Madeline's European Adventure mm-hmm. when I stream this in in a few weeks on on the the weekly Call Me by Your Game stream every week at six p.m. Whatever. Def- then you should definitely play Zumbinis. Yes. Um. And if you, I'm trying to. If my guests want, I'm inviting them to hop on and and just chat while I do that. So um. Oh so oh, so there's the invitation right there, friend. <gasps> I would love to. That would be so much fun. I don't even like. Uh, I don't even know where I, in my mind, I feel like I still have that CD-ROM somewhere. Yeah, I do. Of Zumbinis. You do? You yeah. still have it? Yeah, I could probably, uh. I've got, it's in one of. Oh, oh. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> I'm going through something today, folks. Um, uh, if I, I know it's in one of two like disc sleeves. So um, maybe mm-hmm. before we hop off the call after the recording, I'll try to find it or I can just send you a picture later. Oh, please do. I, gosh, I love Zumbinis. So good. I sometimes wonder, like, just like the announcer on it and his, like, vocal quality, Uh if that, like, affected me in my, in my vocal quality. (laughs) Uh, But I, he was just, it was such a silly, ugh, fun game that I also played obsessively. Awesome. um, It had to be taken away. Um, I had the same thing with books too, though. Like yeah. I would be obsessive about books where my parents would hide books because they didn't want me to. They're like, we can't read this book to you again, Allie, because we will break. Um, so, <laughs> Oh, um, wow. Just to paint uh, the portrait of my personality a little bit more. Yeah, we're getting a lot. It's um, great. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, 
those were like I played a lot of like um, like those were the main computer games I played cool. as a kid. And then as I, you know, went on to middle school, that's when I kind of got into my GameCube phase, which oh, is yeah. I would say, oh, my God, I. Oh, I love my GameCube so much um, to the point where I was like, should I when I was preparing for this podcast, I was like, I wonder because my mom gave my GameCube away. I was like, I wonder if oh. I should buy. I'm an adult. Should I just buy myself a GameCube? I think that um, at, at first off, I'm so sorry to hear that that happened. Um, and and a and a one first off and a. Uh, I think you absolutely should. I, I always encourage this type of behavior um, for people to buy retro consoles. Mine is actually at the store being hopefully fixed right now. Oh, wow. Do you have your original GameCube? I still have it. Um, but like the laser in it um, has sort of stopped working consistently, which happened started a couple of years ago. I mean, it's 20 years old as of this year. And so... Oh, my God. Um, which, yeah, that's scary. But... Um, they, I took it in and they, they were like, Hey, we repaired it. We like put in a brand new laser and did this thing and that thing. And I got it home and it was giving me the same issues. So, uh, so this is a long journey, but, um, long story short, I, I encourage you to do so. What color is your GameCube? I had the, the purple, the indigo one. Okay. That's the one I had. Nice. And then my friend Samantha had the silver one, which was like a special edition one, I think. Oh, very and cool. I was like, oh, okay. But <laughs> then when I was shopping online uh, the other night, I saw that they have them in orange. And I yes. was like, I want an orange one. Yes, um, that was like a very badly. Like a Japan only issued one. So like you couldn't <laughs> at the time get it here in the States unless someone like mailed you one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They were they were I mean, like I was like, oh, they Surprise, surprise, they weren't like that expensive. Oh, good. Um, probably because people don't um, use them anymore. Are yeah. they popular? Do people still play GameCube? Yeah, they like... You do. I, yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have played a GameCube game within the last uh, th- two weeks, let's just say that. Um, okay. But because these consoles have like these... Uh, first off, this is just all I ever research is this sort of crap. So <laughs> I have a lot of knowledge about it. Um because they have these like this same laser issue that mine has, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people like myself will just use the Wii because it also plays GameCube games. Um, uh, okay. But but uh, but yeah, highly encourage that. What were some games that you played on that growing up? Oh man, there were two that I played a lot. Um, one was Monkey Ball. Awesome. I, so good. Oh gosh, I would have sleepovers with my friend where we would literally play monkey ball from 8 p.m. till 8 a.m. We would watch the sun. The sun would literally, we would be playing all night and the sun would rise and we would still be playing monkey ball. Um, Incredible. Yes, yes. Um, And my favorite character was Baby. I always played Baby because I thought he was so cute in his little ball. Um, That's so great. And then uh, the other one I played was Animal Crossing, which oh. is now, I guess, having a renaissance and yeah. everyone's like very into it. You played um, the original. That's really cool. Yes. Yes. That was another one I got very <laughs> obsessive over. Did that where, one get um, hidden? 
it <laughs> it didn't get hidden because I was in middle school and I had more power then, um, and I was more terrifying. But okay. I um I was uh spending some time with my parents during this pandemic, and I was cleaning out my closet, and um I found this like very beautiful jewelry box when I was cleaning out my closet, and I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if there's like that necklace that. My grandma gave me, I wonder if it's going to be in this jewelry box. And I opened it and there were two memory cards for Animal Crossing no <laughs> in this way. jewelry box. So I was like, wow, you must have really like that just kind of, I guess, shows where how valuable I thought That's that like two those towns. memory cards were. Yeah, two towns. Because exactly. this game came with, I think it came with a memory card because you had to have a full memory card to play this game, I think. Yes, Wow. Yes. That's so cool. Oh, it's man, I spent hours playing that game. And I found like really cool hacks, which I don't I guess now everybody plays it, but like I learned how to like grow money trees where yeah. you could like grow money on trees. Okay, now everyone knows. Yeah, and and you could travel to other towns. Yes. Where can people do that now too? Yes, I but like it was a, you version. had to earn it back then. Now it's as easy as logging onto <laughs> yeah. the internet. Back then, I think you had to like have your friend's memory card in your GameCube. Yes, I believe. that is exactly what Whoa. it, yeah. I remember I bought books about it so that I could um, try to, so I could like, I just wanted to know what, I was so obsessed with furniture, like in decorating my house. Yes. And um I was like very obsessed with like the citrus furniture and I wanted to know everything there was to know about um, decorating awesome. my house in citrus theme. So I bought a book that had like those like fun kind of cheat codes in it, but that also listed every single piece of furniture, every single character yes. that Animal Crossing had. I guess you could now probably just look this up online. But and that's what people do. But oh, yeah. but the guides are really fun. I love that sort of thing. And I like having mm -hmm. the book to be able to look at it. And even it's if I wasn't playing too. it. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty just to see like what everybody, what they like designed and stuff like for for those games. But yeah. Dang, that's so much fun. Oh my gosh. Uh, and those are, two, yeah, those are two like really fantastic games. I don't own either of them, but they're on my like, I have a like a, a game collecting problem now where I want to like <laughs> have great games on the retro consoles that I own. Um, and, and then those I don't, um, but those are on my list. Um, d after the sort of like GameCube era, did you continue playing games? Was that sort of like your heyday? Yes. I mean like middle school and playing my GameCube till dawn was definitely the, the height of my video game era. Cool. Afterwards, though, like I got into Wii, like um, nice. I had a Wii, and I played like Wii Sports and stuff cool. like that. And I remember, like, I remember Christmas morning, um, we like opened up my brother and I opened up our presents, and like our big gift was like the Wii. Oh and we, yeah, like, we just played the Wii, and um, tennis was our favorite game, uh, mm. and then we played golf and stuff like that as well. But um, yeah, the, the heyday was definitely the GameCube. And before then, there was like Game Boy Action too. Oh, I nice. played SpongeBob Revenge of the Flying Dutchman too. Oh, you played like, on the um, Game Boy Advance version. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, But yeah, the, the heyday was definitely 
my sweet sweet GameCube, which I think I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna do it. I think do I'm gonna it. buy it again, and I think I'm gonna get an orange one. Yes. Oh, uh, please do this. And I, if if it's okay, I would love to be uh, updated on the process and the journey. Um, if you need someone to be like, hey, this is happening with just just send me a message. Um, that's great. Uh, since that time, um, ha- like. I guess maybe more recently are games, anything that you do you play any games now? Is it like just a distant memory for you? What, what's, what's the current situation? Yeah. The current situation is I really don't play. I really don't play video games anymore or even phone games just because I know that (laughs) I uh, get addicted to them. Like, I think the last phone game, like, game game I played was, like, this mystery game where you, like, solve a mystery on your phone. And at the end of the game, man, I'll never forget this. It, like, told you how long you played the game for. Okay. (laughs) Like, how many hours it took for you to beat it. Yeah. (laughs) And this game took me... 72 hours to beat. (laughs) And so I was just like, oh my God. I spent three days playing this game. Oh my gosh. And then it just like, and I played it on like a family vacation to to Yellowstone. And it was like, I could have been taking in (laughs) Yellowstone. (laughs) And instead... Incredible. I was playing this phone game. And so that was pretty haunting. And um, I think seeing how much time I was spending um, kind of uh, turned me off a little bit. And then I think the only game I played recently as an adult was this one that I heard about on a podcast, which was like um, this kind of like artsy game where you have um, like a sick baby like you find out you're have you heard about this game (laughs) no but i am so excited (laughs) to hear about it (laughs) i heard about this this video game on this podcast and it's um the guy who created it this is wow this is gonna be a real downer the guy who created (laughs) it had um had a son who um like a baby who had a like a terminal illness yes Wait, and maybe I heard about this on you. Did you talk about this on your show? No. Did we I don't listen think to the so. same show? Maybe it was like I think it's called Dragon Something? So- something Lab. What's it like ninety nine percent? The something lab. Video lab. Okay. I'll, I'll sorry, look it I'm up. sorry, I did not need to interrupt no, 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 you. No, no, for no. That. I, no, I heard it from a podcast and then I was like, I have to play this game. Because I didn't know that video games could be like this. Yeah. It seemed like something new where the game that the point of the video game wasn't to beat it. Yeah. Um, it's not like you your monkey in your little ball has to, you know, hit, you know, go through the goal line. Um yes. it was like the point of this game was to um sympathize and and in a uh, in a way, not completely, of course, but like experience what it would be like to have a sick baby and like the game and like there are like different levels and stuff and like your, and it was created by this video, obviously someone who um, makes video games and um, 
there's this one level where the baby's crying and there's like a bottle and you can like go to the bottle and try to give the baby the bottle and you can try to like, there's like a diaper and you can try to like change the baby's Mm. diaper and you can try to rock it. But no matter what you do, the baby will continue to cry. Oh, geez. That's brutal. So it's like, that's, so I played that as an adult because I was like, wow, that's like, I didn't, huh. I never knew, I never knew, um, there's like a whole other world. Video games have changed so much since I was a kid and there's a whole other world and, um, and there's artistic expression that in video games that I didn't know was possible as, as well. And so. Um, I played that game. I'll try to find a link and I'll send it to you. Please um, do. I think I've, cause I think I've heard about this. Is it about this guy's kid too? Yeah. Yes. I want to say it has the word dragon in it. Yes. It does have the word dragon in yeah? it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I just heard about this on a show recently as well. Um, but yeah, please do send a link. I'd, yeah. I'd love to be reminded of that again. Uh, yeah. It's crazy how things have changed a lot uh, over the, you know, since we were kids and like what video games can be. I mean, you know, most of them are still very similar and tie back to the adventure games, the simulation games, whatever that we were used to. But yeah, it's it's really cool to see developers and creators uh, just use the medium in a different creative way. So yeah, so thank you. Well, thank you for sharing about like you know your general history with games. Uh, and I don't think that was a bummer at the end. I think that was awesome. Um, Thanks. Uh, I really hope everyone stays safe out there and your families are healthy. Um, but before we dive into um, all of your history with uh, Madeline, Madeline's European adventure, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, so I will see you on the other side. Before Madeline can start her journey, she must fit the map pieces together. Hello, my name is Jeremy Schmidt and I host a podcast called Video Games, a comedy show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a comedy show anywhere podcast can be found. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Here, of course, discussing Madeline's European adventure with Allie Jennings of PSI Love Rom-Coms. Allie, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Yes, even better than when even I first asked you that question earlier better. today. I love Feeling it. amped. Good. So that's what happens when you get asked a question for a second time it's your your emotions even more heightened i guess um well we're here to talk about that game uh, and i'm really excited to do so uh and as i told you before the show i do want to brief the audience on a little bit of history and context for this game yes um so i've got some stuff to share if you have anything that you want to add on or you know if you want to interrupt if you're like connor um important thing you missed about this game's history Please do. Or if you're like, Connor, okay. I just talk, then then I'll do that too. Um, it's funny. Sometimes on this show, um, some of the games I share history and context on feel a little silly because it's like I'm sharing history and context on some of the most massively popular, enormous games ever. <laughs> and I don't say that as a dig to this game. This is just sort of like a more of a niche 
like probably yeah. lesser known game. And, and so I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be helpful. Um, yeah. But I'll get, get into it. Um, I've got some, a couple paragraphs prepared, but I might also reference the Wikipedia because it's got some interesting stuff. Um, yeah. But here I go. Uh, Madeline's European Adventures is an educational point and click adventure game based on the Madeline series of children's books and eventual TV series created by Ludwig Bemelmans. Do you know, is that how you say his name? Had you ever seen his name before? Um, maybe say it with a French accent and then I think it's correct. Okay, cool. I'll give it a shot right now. Uh, Ludwig Bemelmans. Oh, of course. Yes, we all know him. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Uh, I, I, sh- I shouldn't I should have done that in the first place. Thank you, Allie, <laughs> for the guidance. Um, this game was released for PC, CD-ROM, and also on Mac in 1996. Uh, and it is the third in the series. Uh, it's also known as Madeline's European Vacation. And in this game, as Allie told us earlier, um, Madeline tracks down a man who stole a genie's magic lamp uh, and she travels to Zermatt, Venice, and Istanbul. Um, figured I should probably pronounce those non-French places with the French accent. Uh, this <laughs> game was among the best-selling titles in the series and was praised as an effective example of edutainment. A real word. <laughs> um, Joe Chidley wrote in McLean's, which is uh, just like a, a, a publication, uh, that the storyline of Madeline's European Adventures is simple and silly without being stupid, uh, with engaging, fanciful, and surprise-filled moments and humor for parents. Uh, And it was also praised for teaching children life skills such as using different currencies, acquiring a passport, and something that I know Allie has a talent for, developing creative writing skills. Now, how about that? Quite interesting. Um, I'm going to scan... Uh, the the page because I did want to talk a little bit about the companies that created yeah. this game because it's it's very different. This is like it's an edutainment computer game from the mid '90s. We don't talk mm-hmm. about a lot of these. So um, the series was conceived by Creative Wonders president Greg Bestick and developed by Vortex Media Arts, and it aimed to provide educational material to preschool and early elementary grade girls with a recognizable, appealing character. Although I'm sure boys played it. I know I definitely dabbled in these games because my sister had them. Um, But uh, educators, parents, and children were consulted during the series development. And the first game, Madeline and the Magnificent Puppet Show, colon, A Learning Journey, was released in the fall of 1995 to coincide with the premiere of the New Adventures of Madeline animated television series. Um, And in total, the series has eight games and two compilations. Um, The games were published by Creative Wonders, The Learning Company, formerly known as Softkey, and Mattel Interactive. Uh, They were developed in association with uh, DIC Entertainment, or is that Deke? Do you remember that company? I remember that company. Um, I feel like they also did like a lot of like sort of like children's animation, I want to say. Um, But that's not super important for right now. In yeah, it sort of does look like that. It's audiovisual French-American film and TV production company. So, yes, okay, okay, mm-hmm. very nice. So, Deke, um, which 
And this company held the rights to the game and the TV series. Uh, Creative Wonders and the Learning Company conducted several promotional campaign for the games. Uh, the series was commercially successful with individual games frequently appearing on lists of best-selling games. Um, it was generally well-received by critics for a lot of what I was discussing earlier, but it, that also included the animation style. And um, in 1998... Creative Wonders was purchased by The Learning Company, and in 1999, the series was unfortunately discontinued when Creative Wonders was dissolved and demand lessened for children's point-and-click games. Um, also, you know what I'm looking at here? I'm seeing the release for the first uh, the first game in the series, The Magnificent Puppet Show. Mm -hmm. um, that was on my birthday in 1995. How about that? <gasps> Wow. How special. November 15th, 1995. What a very special day in the oh world. Oh my gosh. Incredible. I'm November 18th. I, I think I remember that we were really close. Scorpio. Scorpio. Important question for you. Um, mm. When people find out that you're a Scorpio, what's their reaction? Um. So. And do if they have one. If they know me well, they go, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if they don't know me well, they go... <laughs> nice um that's funny that you clarified based on how well they know you because i have the same yes. reactions towards me a lot of people who don't may not know me well or are getting to know me are like you're a scorpio i would have never guessed and then people who know me well or myself i'm like yeah i'm like I'm it's there's it's it's sad what's going on in here. I'm jealous. I'm like passionate. I'm vindictive. Yes, absolutely. So Well, it, it also makes sense because Scorpios, somebody once told me Scorpios, I think this was our friend Ryan Ryan Barton. Ryan Barton, was like, future guest of the show. Future guest. I've talked to him about that so many times and I just got to do that. Maybe soon. Um, he was like, Scorpios are icebergs where oh, yes. we only show a little bit of ourselves to people, yes. but there's so much going on underneath the surface, guys. And that is just to say that every other sign is shallow and we are really deep. <laughs> Allie, thank you so much for for like underlining Ryan's uh, statement. <laughs> also, I'm realizing we've had the same I've had the same conversation with him because his him and I have the same exact birthday. So oh, we've talked. Yes, we've Ryan talked is also this. a Scorpio. Yes. Yes. Ah, incredible. Um, well, that was all the game history and context <laughs> I wanted to share about it. So that went for a while. I'm sorry. Um, was there anything you didn't get to share about just the general history and context? No, I mean, all I found all of that really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, just because uh, I'm, I mean, this game. I love this game. Yeah. And before, um. Before playing this game, I watched the TV show, and then also um, I also had like a Madeline doll. That was the first um, toy that I ever got. My when my mom was pregnant with me, she oh um, would walk um, down like uh, Fifth in Chicago and. She there was a store and there was a Madeline doll in it and she didn't know I was a girl yet but she was like oh God please let me have a girl let me have a girl so I can buy that Madeline doll for yes. her and then um you know uh I, here I am it happened uh, I it happened and then she bought that doll 
Um, and so Madeline um, has always had a special place um, in my heart as a character. That's so, so cool. Um, I feel like, I mean, I, I, I'm sort of been refreshed on the character because this is the game you wanted to discuss. So I've been just doing, mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest, I didn't do as much research as I would have liked on the series and the character, but I think that's cool. I feel like I'm learning a little bit about you. Yeah, she, um, yeah, the show is about Madeline, who is a French orphan. Yes. Um, and she uh, lives in this orphanage with a bunch of other girls in France. Um, and she's kind of like the smallest one. Yes. And um, they, they I was always, <laughs> yes, very small. Um, and I was always, always the shortest girl in my class. Yeah. Um, and now I'm six foot two. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow the pandemic's been kind to you. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I grew a foot. Just kidding. I'm still small. I've always been small. Um, but I always loved the character because here's this tiny little girl who's an orphan who has like kind of nothing going for her yet. She yeah. like does so much and she's always helping people. And, um, uh, this, uh, and, and the books are so beautiful because they're before there was a TV show, there were books yeah. and there's just like this beautiful rhyme scheme that's in all of the books yes. where it's like every book begins with uh, uh, there is like an old house in Paris covered in vines where there lived 12 little girls in two straight lines. Let's see uh, at half pat. They always left the house at half past nine. 12 little girls in two straight lines in rain or in sunshine. And the smallest one was Madeline. Wow. Oh! Folks, she did the thing again. She went back into her brain. Her eyes rolled in, in, into into the back of her head. It was kind of like you were in the Matrix for a second. Yes, exactly. Incredible. Well done, by the way. Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, really impressed with my brain there. I mean, like, that's the thing with... um things from your childhood. It's when your brain is so absorbent, um, you just suck in that agitational uh, uh, material <laughs> so much more. Um, and I picked this game because I think I played it at such a, I played it at such a young age and I, I think about it all the time, which sounds crazy. Um, but I, I think about it all the time and and when you're like, oh, would you be on this podcast? I was like, yes, it's definitely going to be this this game awesome. that has a very sp- special place in my heart. And um, I I found like a playthrough on YouTube, and um, I when I when I like clicked on it and I like watched it, yeah. I I'll be honest. I started crying. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. But just because I, um, it was like, it's like seeing a friend, like an old friend yeah. who you never thought you were going to see again. And it was like there and it hadn't changed at all. And yeah. it was like, they have that, they they said those opening lines mm-hmm. and they played the music. Oh my gosh, the music. It's so and good. I, it's really good. <laughs> We're definitely going to have that play at the at the end of the episode. The, the, <gasps> I think the opening theme, if if, if with your approval, um, would be a great way to... We always close it out with a song from the game anyway. And I, that oh one is so catchy, too. I've I've had that in my Madeline, head since I watched it's that. Madeline. Yes. She's really very small. <laughs> it's Madeline. It's Madeline. But inside, she's tall. She's tall. tall. 
Oh, so Bitch. good. I feel like, Allie, you could write such a good Madeline sketch where they just focus on how small she is. Uh, <laughs> there's so, there's there's something there. It could be one of your skits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They really focus on how small she is. Even yes. in that song. Yeah. Uh, they, like, they sing about it a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I was watching the playthrough of this yeah. game on YouTube. Um, I started crying while I was watching it and, um, I just like, something I didn't realize when I was like rewatching it was like, how um, incredible Madeline is. Yeah. Like, she's so, um, and I know this isn't a Madeline podcast. This is a video no, game podcast. No, it is but, now, like, my friend. Finally, <laughs> the pivot I've been waiting for. <laughs> she, she's just like this, um, orphan who has nothing she has nothing going for her and this whole game she's helping other people yeah. she's helping this genie that she finds you know and, yeah. and she 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 just gives and she gives and she's so generous and polite and um i just uh it was so oh it's so beautiful i love that so much that truly couldn't have uh it couldn't be happier than than to hear that uh from you that's so fantastic and and also like through throughout this show like we can talk as much about madeline as we want because this is this i don't know how many podcasts are out there that even touch on her and she deserves her day in the sun she was really impactful for a lot of probably a lot of kids but specifically a lot of young girls in our age group um this was tailored for girls like you and my sister and other people. So, so don't hold back, my friend. It's it's Thank all fair game. Well, yeah. Something I'll say is just like if I look at the other games that I was playing, which was Barbie Magic Hairstyler, which is like, you know, what is that teaching me besides the importance of wearing makeup and not to cut my bangs too short? Like that's what that game was teaching me. You need your Versus party like- game. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Versus like, like Madeline was all about like taking, like taking charge and like she doesn't follow the plan and she goes her own way and she's, um, she's not afraid to travel by herself. I mean, that's incredible and to be kind to people and to help people and, oh, so good. And also rewatching this game, I remembered how silly it was like whoever made this had such a good sense of humor it's like in addition to like you you travel throughout paris and switzerland and venice and istanbul and you um you know you're interacting with people you're finding objects you're like giving people objects you're trying to like put together puzzles but there's like in the background of the game you can hover your mouse over all of these like different elements. Like you can hover your mouse over like a bush and then the bush will, you know, stand up and tap dance and then they'll go back. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with like Madeline's needs or wants. It's just like some silly kind of thing in the background. So when you were, yeah, it was just like so funny. That's so cute. As an adult, I was like, this is very, silly and um i can see if i had a child who's playing this video game i'd be like haha yeah there's a joke that's funny that's for me that one's for mom 
that one <laughs> that one's for mom and dad um <laughs> that's so. really great that's it's interesting to hear about that element from this game because and hopefully i can figure out this thought as i'm sharing it with you but i think there's a lot of value in having things in our not just games but our lives that aren't like a means to an end necessarily it's just like yeah. things can be things and we can enjoy them they don't have to bring a value to us they can just be something cute or funny or nonsensical um so that's what i sort of get from hearing about that from you because those are fun also you find yourself i would assume hovering your mouse over everything because you don't want to miss that stuff yes yes and wow. it, it seems like when i was watching the playthrough because I think now to get this game, you have to have like a PC mm. um, or like a certain kind of, and I have a Mac and, but um, so I had to watch the playthrough of it to like relive it. But I, there were things that I had never noticed before. Like mm. there's so much, I mean, for wow. like a silly children's, you know, agitational game, um, <laughs> there was so much extra kind of fun silliness in the background that that they didn't need but was was really appreciated and it's very yeah. funny that's so cool i love hearing about that um uh that you you've already like perfectly transitioned us to, into like your your personal history with the game and your feelings about it what we can continue of course to discuss what you love about it and what's special but i do want to know how if you remember like when and how this game came into your life Ooh, I I was young when I played it, and I played it till I was older, <laughs> to the point where my mom was like, "You need to not be playing this game anymore. That's okay. You are too old for this game." Um, I remember playing this game back in Chicago in my attic. Specifically, whoa, I was allowed. I remember like whenever it rainy days, like rainy weekend days, meant video games, so and so. Great computer games oh. so i remember i can like uh there are some things where you can just picture them so clearly from yeah. your childhood and this like playing this game was one of them like sitting in my attic where there was a skylight right by the computer like hearing the rain hit the skylight oh my gosh while booting up my old ass computer <laughs> Uh, my old ass Dell, um, like pushing the button, hearing the machine like whir and go. Like, oh. And it was like back in the days where your computers like what, what's it had like a whole like separate console that you like pushed a button and then it led to the desktop. Yes. Um, and uh, like a t like a tower, a tower. Yeah. Yes. And you'd push the tower. And then um, at that time, my family only had one computer. Mm -hmm. So it was like. Um, it was like, oh, I got it. I got the computer. It's your computer time. That's very, uh, that was very was, special. It was my computer time. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just remember feeling very like safe and cozy and, um, excited to go to Switzerland, excited to go to Istanbul. And it's like, I knew how to, and that's the thing. It's like, I had beaten this game plenty of times. Yeah. Um, it's not your first but, rodeo. Not my first, not my first time through Europe. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I just thought of something. I was thinking about how 
something I want to do after this pandemic is over is I want to take a train trip. I was looking up train trips and I was like, I wonder, I wonder if I want to take train trips because when I was a little kid, I was obsessed with this train based computer game. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's ingrained itself into like your circuitry up there. Maybe. Have you been to Europe before? I have. I'm, I'm, I have been to Paris before. Oh, nice. And Switzerland and Venice. Awesome. Wow. You've already, you've laid the groundwork. Now you can go back as a total pro. Total pro. I'm ready to save a genie. Um, (laughs) Of course. And I will say this, this uh, video game passes the Bechdel test as well. Yes, it does. Very important. Very important. In Um, fact, preferred if there were no men in the game, but I'll let it slide. (laughs) I'll let it slide. The artist at the beginning. Okay, okay. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, but um, yeah. And another thing I loved, I loved about the game as well, and um, I love this about Zumbinis too, is they just had a very lovely narrator who oh, yeah. uh, rhymed everything he mm-hmm. said um, uh, in pure poetry. And yes, that I I had forgotten, I had forgotten his voice, but yes. hearing it again, I was like, ah, it took me right back. Ooh, little tiny, tiny preview for you. I've got a fun fact about the narrator later. I won't spoil <gasps> it. I'll wait. Oh my gosh. But it's, it's one of your, like one of the fun facts for you. So we'll, we'll get there, but, um, sorry to, sorry to get you all excited about that and be like, I'm not I telling know. you now. I was like, Ooh. you gotta wait till Christmas to open presents. Um, uh, that's, this has all been. This is all so much fun to hear about. Um, so you said you revisited this game over and over. Is this the sort of game that you could play like in a sitting, or did you save your progress? I I only watched a little bit of the YouTube playthrough. It would usually take me. Gosh, I was a child, but it would take me like two sittings. Cool. Uh, I would usually take a. I'd usually take a break between uh, Switzerland and Venice nice. uh, after I. Uh, had scored some chocolate from the chocolatier in oh. uh, Switzerland. <laughs> and I, uh, after I scored that sweet, sweet chocolate um, and then got back on the train, I'd take a break there and then I'd hop back on um, to pick up in Venice uh, where I'd nice. have to fix that bridge that was, you know, stuck. Incredible. Um I got to get a little bit of an idea of what the gameplay is like by watching the 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 link. Is so and thank you again for sending me that. Mm. Um, this is so much fun to dive in. Uh, the first puzzle in the game when you're at the train station, you're you're just clicking the pieces, you're finding the pieces of the map to put it back together so you know where to go. Um, are there any of those like gameplay moments that stick out to you aside from that one that you could tell me about? Yeah, there's there's a moment when you're um, you're in Switzerland, you're in the Swiss Alps, and um, again, there's this chocolatier there who you need to get chocolate from, and he has like a music box, um, and you like listen to this music, and okay. then you have to go to this music box store in Switzerland, and you listen to a bunch of different beautiful music boxes, and you have to pick out which one is um, his music box. Oh, like uh, the match to it. Mm-hmm, Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's, it's 
it's, I mean, I'm seeing now where like the, the whole edutainment thing comes in. Cause there's like problem solving, but then there's like listening and, and, and memorization sort of, mm-hmm. um, any other like gameplay highlights that you remember that you even saw in this video? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, some of it, it's like you have to, Madeline is constantly buying and, um, constantly needs to like buy things. And something I remember as a kid, it was really hard for me that I got stuck on a lot hmm. when I was re uh, watching it. I was like, Oh yeah, this part always messed me up huh. was you have to um, exchange your money that you have for each currency. And oh. I just could not figure out how to exchange my, uh, I think it's like, I don't know if it's like my Franks for Lyra but hmm. I was like, how do I get Lyra? I need <laughs> to buy a f- this fish uh, in this. I need to buy this fish in this Istanbul bazaar. I don't have Lyra. I need this mackerel. Ah. And then eventually I figured out that there was a woman who I had to buy a postcard from. But there are all these like you, steps that you have to follow. Um, hmm. And just figuring out the correct order for it was always kind of like challenging um and the and i remember getting stuck on the currency part being yes. like where there's one person that you have to find who will exchange money with you um oh. and give you change back in the correct currency and so i remember that being tricky that is that's really cool that i mean now i'm hearing this i'm like oh this is the currency thing they were talking about in in the beginning of the mm-hmm. and like the little thing i read earlier but um that sort of thing that you're referring to uh, would be referred to in the video game industry as a trade sequence. Um, oh, so there, yeah. there are certain like missions in games, like for example, in the Zelda series, they are known for having like most of them have like at least one rewarding trade sequence where like you get an item and you like trade that like banana to an alligator, and the alligator gives you. A like, I don't know, a shovel, and then you use the shovel to find this thing, and then the next guy need needed that orb, and then he gives you this, and so you're trading, sort of like trading up to get like an item or a reward or whatever. So that's really interesting. That not only do they have like the educational stuff, um, but they're also including like regular game elements in it. That's really cool. Yeah, I would say probably now that you're explaining it, the majority of the game is is trade sequences oh, cool. where it's like you need to like find items to trade people yeah. for the items that you need. Yeah. It's those sort of things require um, like you, un- I mean, understanding what you've got, uh, but then you have to like go out and search. And like you are saying, you're trying to find that one woman. You have to talk to people and sometimes just get clues. They won't tell you explicitly what they're looking yes. for. You're just like, Oh, this guy wants a fruit. Well, I've got bananas. Yes, that sort there's of thing. this there's this one part where you're in Istanbul and there's this guard guarding this door and you need to get through the door. Um, and he's not like trade me something. This is like probably the hardest part. Okay. Um, this is like right before you get to the genie. Oh. Um, but this guard is guarding the door and you're like he's he's just like I'm not moving. And so you have to like look in your um she has like a satchel. And so you like look in your satchel and you're like Oh, like, what do I give him? He doesn't want money. 
He yeah. doesn't want this mackerel that I have. He doesn't want. Who doesn't want a uh, mackerel? He doesn't even want a mackerel. And but there's a ball, and you're like, why do I have this ball? And then you 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 throw the ball, and the guard goes to catch it. Oh um, my gosh. Like a, like a dog. Um, so it's a little dehumanizing <laughs> for that character. Um, but <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my goodness. That's great. Was, is there, um, you've named a few, uh, you've already been very kind to recount a few parts of this game to me. Did you have, I think you recounted like the hardest part to you. So forgive me if I'm asking a question you've already answered. Oh no. Is there a most memorable part of the game or your favorite part, uh, that like sticks yes. out to you? Yeah, um, I think like the the two parts that are most memorable is like there's this um, at the end of the game you um, and I cried again when I watched this. I'm, this game, I don't know. Um, I the same thing happens to me. Like I don't want you to. I don't think you're feeling like embarrassed, but I I don't want you to because like the same thing yeah. happens to me. Uh, Have you I'm, ever cried during a game, like a video oh, game? Oh yeah, all the time, to- a lot. Like it could be, <laughs> it could be like severely emotional things. Like I'm not sure if you've heard of um, the the Last of Us, like that video game. It's yes, it's a very I've like watch people play that game. Yes, it's like very intense, very realistic, incredibly well acted. That stuff can get me where it's just like brutal, brutal. Like you know, you see people die that you're attached to. You see people get their hearts broken. Um, That stuff can get me, but then things like maybe it's just this last year, just like destroying me, but um, they came out with a new Spider-Man game in November. Mm -hmm. And at the very opening, they do this really cool thing where you're just watching the cutscene of Miles, Miles Morales, who's the new Spider-Man and Peter Parker swing through the city together. But they do this really great thing where all of a sudden the camera shifts behind Miles Morales and then you're controlling him, but it's like seamless and it's really cool. But then the first like time you swing through the city, like the first time I just press the button to like swing, I like yet out, a, let out a yelp and was like, oh my gosh. And then I like started like tearing up and I was like choked up. So just stuff of like pure joy can get me too. So, yeah. so I've cried in plenty of video games, my friend. I, yes. I beat a game for the first time recently, which I've talked about ad nauseum that I never thought I would ever beat in my life. And I did it like while I was streaming and I actually got a little choked up and I was like kind of embarrassed, but I was like, no, that was like really special for me. So, so yeah, yeah. but, um, all that being said, I'd love to hear about the moment <laughs> you were going to share. About. No, I was, I asked, I was curious. I, um, it's when I, it's when you beat the game. Is like okay. my favorite part is you, you, um, you get the genie back. And I think that's so cool. The whole, like Madeline's whole arc is like, she needs to get this lamp back because she promised this genie that she would return her to Paris, oh. um, which is so sweet. And then Madeline wishes that, um, she and the genie can fly on a magic carpet back to Paris and you fly on this, you fly on this magic carpet and you fly over all of the different countries that Madeline has visited and you fly over everybody who she's helped along her journey. And they all like look up at her as she (laughs) flies over and they wave and they go, thank you, Madeline. (laughs) And then it's like, Thank you for my music box, Madeline. Uh-huh. Thank you for that breadstick. And they're all like, 
um, like, oh, like the old woman, like, oh, and it's just, um, and then she flies back to um, the old house in Paris covered in vines and Mrs. Clavel is there and all of her like orphan sisters are there and they're all like, Madeline, <laughs> they all are like, Make, and it's raining outside, and they're all cozy in their little orphanage, and and they're like, make make wishes for us, Madeline, <laughs> and, and she's like, no, we have to save, we have to save our wishes, and then, um, but she wishes for a, a friend for her dog. It's, oh my god! My gosh, it's it's, it's just like. Ah, it's so cute. I don't know. It's just so lovely. And I think like Madeline is such a good role model for girls and for adult people. Uh, (laughs) And for me as an adult (laughs) person, uh, she's a great role model. Um, Yeah. Letting nothing stop her. Not even her tiny, tiny body. (laughs) It's (laughs) and oh boy, listener. (laughs) Believe us when we say that's a tiny body, so um, small, <laughs> so tiny. Um, Ali, uh, that is fantastic. I feel like you, I would love to leave the floor open for you if there's anything you didn't get to share. But I feel like you just put a bow on it for us on your feelings on this game. But if you'd like to share more, you're welcome to. I'll leave it with that. I'll leave okay. you with that bow. I feel like that's if I continue to talk, I'll probably start crying because I love this game so much. Oh, well, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. That was, uh, I know we've got some fun stuff to do at the end of the show, um, uh, some fun post uh, show segments, but thank you. That was really wonderful to hear from you about this game. Uh, it it's That was great, and I can't wait for people to hear this episode. Um, but, of course, I do have the two end of the show segments. The first, of course, which is the Fact Me by Your Game segment, and this is just the part where I share some facts to my listener about the game that they wanted to share about. Um, There's a chance you might know these. There's a chance you might not. We'll see. But I've got two prepared for you today. The first of which concerns our friend, the narrator. Yes. And I will reveal the identity of the narrator. I'm pretty sure you're going to know who this is. Um, Oh, my gosh. So the narrator for this game and the TV series and the other games is actually the late, great Christopher Plummer. Oh, my gosh. How about that? That is incredible. (laughs) Yes. Nuts. I didn't know this. Like, I... This is a... Some games are really hard to find like secrets and facts about this was just on the Wikipedia page. Wow. Um, and he actually got his start when he narrated the, uh, the like, I guess there were these like six Madeline HBO specials that kicked off the series, which were in, uh, 1989 to 1991. And of course, um, it's not TV, it's HBO. Um, but then he continued his work in the series, including this game, which like, which is nuts. Nuts. So I'm excited he's for you. Christopher to, you know, Plummer and he's doing this agitational video game. Yeah. Oh my which gosh. And he like, I mean, I, th- I feel like it was like a month ago he passed away. So yeah, it was pretty, very pretty recent. recently, but yeah, I thought that was just nuts. And I'm, I'm glad you didn't know before. Cause I, I was I really no excited idea. to share. The oh. voice of the narrator sounds so familiar and very like, yeah, lovely and reassuring and rich. Totally. And, it, um, Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so t- 
totally nuts. There's no, no like fun twist to the fact that was just it, that he voices the narrator, which I thought was cool. I love that. Um, the second fact I have for you is kind of multi it's, there's a few parts to it, but I labeled mm-hmm. it toys, 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 um, <laughs> which is kind of interesting based off what you shared with me earlier, because mm-hmm. for the 1996 holiday season, um, creative wonders, the company that we talked about earlier, who was responsible for producing the game, um, they actually bundled plush Madeline dolls with <gasps> this game. Um, and so the fa- and uh, so I don't know if I don't know if they came with every copy. Maybe it was just like at the launch. Um, but that but I can imagine like seeing that doll with the game. It's like a one two punch. Mm-hmm. Like you got to have oh, both. Oh yeah, um, yeah 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 definitely. Oh for sure. As a as you know as a someone who had a Madeline doll growing up, you know what that's like. I think I probably because I had multiple Madelines. I had like a very oh. nice one, and I sure. This game came with the doll. That's um, so cool. I'm sure. Um, I, but there was just like I had one really big, nice one that was like my main, my main Madeline. Your main squeeze. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, on top of that, the following year, um, it launched. Uh, this game launched a, a with a. It launched a website in, which included No Europe, which is which was a free downloadable game. I think it was just like an educational like facts-based game where you learned about Europe. And then also the game when it was released didn't just come with the Madeline doll, but it came with a free trial of America Online, oh. a.k.a. AOL, my friend. <laughs> Were you ever, uh, did you use AOL? Did you use AIM? Yes, yes, I definitely used AIM. I, still, Probably, my I felt username? like a silly question for our generation, but no, oh, no, please, no. Allie. I'll, oh gosh, my username was so good. Uh, it was wait. Al the Puppy Pal. <laughs> oh, no numbers? No numbers, all letters. John Al well the Puppy Pal. I couldn't be more proud. Um, I've said this on the show before, and my listeners have. I've had people actually like write into the show. Uh, we don't have a ton of people who write in, but someone wrote in once and was like, thought just liked me sharing this. So I'm going to share it again. My, my first AOL, uh, <laughs> screen name and my AAM handle was snow BRD 55. Um, I'm sure if you, you see that you're like, Oh, snowboard 55. That's not what it was. I thought the snow was cool. Um, I thought, I thought that birds were cool. And <laughs> number five was my, was like my favorite baseball players number. And then five was the number that I wore. So I, Put two fives there. So snowboard 55 would be cooler, but. Um, uh, you love snow and you love birds. Yes. That's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it just as a kid, I like, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to have, like a, how to make a cool name. So I was like, what are things that are cool? And I didn't even like particularly like birds. I just thought it was a cool thing to put. Birds are always cool. Birds are always edgy. Thank you. I thought it necessary that people know that I could be a good friend to a dog if a dog needed a friend. Yes. And you know what? I'll take your word for it. I believe you. (laughs) Um, That's the end of the Fact Me By Your Game segment. I, of course, have one more fun segment, and that is the game recommendations. Yes! Um, Which I'm so glad you're looking forward to it. As you may have heard on a previous episode, because I share every time, this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name. (laughs) <laughs> um, because I am treating this, uh, these recommendations as, uh, 
it's I'm well I'm treating Madeline's European adventure as your army hammer in the movie Call Me By Your Name. I know. Do I gotta bring him up without a disclaimer? The show doesn't support cannibalism, not yet. Uh, we'll see. I might be turned, but anyway, I got this idea because I was thinking <clears throat> uh, after um, those two characters don't end up together. I was like, hmm, who does Timothy Chalamet's character date after this? Because I think we've all, you know, if if people have been in a relationship before, like myself, like it's fun to watch and see who your friends date after they get out of relationship like do they date someone who's extremely similar like creepily similar to their last partner do they date someone wildly different is it like someone you would have never expected so that's how i'm sort of approaching these recommendations for you um the first one which i i sort of came up while we were doing this oh yeah there's the there's the red pen folks getting the pen out i'm writing these down she's serious um I, th- and again, these, you might have trouble accessing some of these games based on what you have and, and, and their availability. Cause some of them are old. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one I have is because this is a, uh, this is a, uh, point and click adventure game, the Madeline game we discussed today. Um, and it has a lot of, uh, really funny comedic elements to it. I know you're a hilarious person and I'm sure you like comedy too. Um, I so I will recommend a slightly aged up humor-based point and click adventure called The Secret of Monkey Island 2: LeChuck's Revenge. Um I don't know if you've ever heard of this series, but it's a really funny um like highly critically acclaimed series from like the 90s. Um that uh f- and this one follows up the original hit. So The Secret of Monkey Island 2. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh again, gosh. you might not be able to play. These, this is available on like Steam, but you have to have a PC um, to play it. Mm. I learned that the hard way um, <laughs> when I bought the first one and found out I can't actually use this. Um, uh, the second recommendation that I have for you is um, you were uh, this is you were talking about like this is sort of actually based on your discussion talking about the the game that that guy developed about his dying child. Yes. Um, I recently played a phenomenal game actually made by the, the, the film studio Annapurna. They have a game studio now. What? And this is a point and sort of like a point and click text-based adventure called Kentucky route zero. Um, I know that it's available on Nintendo switch. I, you might be able to play it on computer. Mm. Um, but it's what I th- am kind of blown away about this game is not only like the emotions that it made me feel and how like creative and unlike any game I've ever played it is, but to me, and this is just speculation, I think that based on how you play the game, the story will change from like one playthrough to another. I so love that. as you're playing through it, these characters are having conversations, but you're choosing like the dialogue for them. And I think you could, like, make it skew off into another, like, way far away from, like, one choice to the other. So I love um, that. Yeah, so that's one. And then the last one, this is my my fun one, maybe my troll one, we'll see, um, is that, Allie, if you – if you're – you don't want this to be aged up. You just want another uh, children's educational game (laughs) with with a red-haired legend – 
I would love to recommend to you uh, the Magic School Bus, um, <gasps> and uh, I I forgot to look up the full title, so bear with me. Um, uh, it's sorry, I'm so sorry that I that I didn't look this up. Okay, here we go. The Magic School Bus in the Time of the Dinosaurs. Oh no, that's the book. Oh my gosh, I'm screwing up. Allie, what's happening? Hi. <laughs> All I know. Okay, so love. basically. The magic school bus. Sorry, this, I said the F bomb. No, you can say you can say the F bomb on this podcast. Oh, thank God. I fucking love yes. the magic school bus. Thank I you. love Mrs. Frizzle. Yes. I like oh legend. Heck yes. Yes. Thank you for not we we allow the fuck word, but not the H word. So thanks for not saying <laughs> it. Um yeah, this is a game I actually had growing up. And I love dinosaurs as a kid. So like Mm -hmm. this, they like, she takes the kids back to like the prehistoric era and it's just just fun educational time. It's great. Um, So, uh, so that's my final recommendation for you, Allie. And um, that actually brings us to the end of the show. So um, before we go, I'll definitely like uh, have you plug uh, your show and anything else you might want people to like follow you or know you. Um, bye, but I just want to say thanks again. This was a really great time. Thank you so much for talking about this specific game because I think it's going to be one that people don't expect to find on the show. (laughs) And those, as much as I love talking about like the smash hits, these more niche games, uh, more lesser known ones are very special in their own way. So thank you again for coming on. Oh my gosh, Connor, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for like, I mean, I feel like this podcast has helped me reunite with an old friend of mine, Madeline's European Adventure. And like, honestly, just like step back into my childhood a little bit, which is just so lovely and surprisingly emotional. So thank you. This was so fun for me. Of course. I mean, that's why this is truly exactly why I do the show is for that, that feeling. Uh, so, so Thanks. Thanks again. Um, but what would you like to plug? Would you want to plug your show again? Any any social stuff or keep that away? You you, you do your do your worst, Allie. Oh, I'll plug away. Um, I uh, so yes, again, I will plug my uh, rom com review podcast. Amazing. P.S. I love rom coms. You can find us on Instagram at P.S. I love rom coms pod. Ooh. Um. And also on Twitter with the same handle. And then if you want to, you know, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all the podcast things. Leave us a review. I read the reviews. I read every review that people write. And then I um, send Mia a voice memo where I read her (laughs) only the positive ones. Yay. So please. (laughs) I've still got to. I got to leave you guys a review. Uh, Oh, my gosh. No pressure. No pressure. But um. We would so appreciate them. Um, so, um, uh, yes, please leave us a review. If it's positive, I'll read it to Mia out loud. Um, and then uh, <laughs> if it's negative, I'll think about it as I fall asleep Can at night. Can you imagine and- if I did that? Good Lord. <laughs> and then um, uh, what else? Oh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I have a handle. It's Allie, A-L-L-I-E, Jens. J-E-N-S. Not a great handle, but I'm too lazy to change it. It's like too late. It's my handle now. What do the people um, expect? It's your name and one of them shorter. It's great. It's, yeah. Um, So that's, that's, yeah, that's, those are my plugs. Plug, plug, plug. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to include links to all of that in the show notes so people can find you with 
just a, a click of a button. Um, thank you again. I will close this out with some plugs of my own. The cover art from the, of this show, from the show, who knows? It's not from us. It is done by at glenn.j on Instagram. You should check out his page. Um, I'll be sure to conclude that in the show notes as well. He does incredible work. And our cover art, I every time I look at it, or show it to someone, they're like, wow, that's incredible. So look at it, listener, and then give Glenn some love on Instagram. Uh, of course, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash radio. If you like me, you like my opinions on games, you like uh, the way that my brain will move faster than my mouth sometimes, and my guest is like very patient and watches expecting me to explode, um, you should check us out there. Like I said earlier, we're doing an enormous uh, Legend of Zelda Games Club this this year, uh, and I couldn't be more excited about it. It's my favorite game series, and i am just uh, been playing a bunch of Zelda. Um, you can also follow, uh, you should check out uh, our great producer, Jeremy Schmidt, at his show, Video Games, a comedy show, which I guest on occasionally. I am on Twitter at Connor underscore McCabe, and I also stream on Twitch. Um kind of a lot now. Uh, there's not a lot to do, uh, you know, being cooped up inside. So it's been a lot of fun for me. I'll be streaming, uh, weekly Zelda games club playthroughs once, if not twice a week. So follow me there at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And then of course on the Wednesday of release, uh, every week I'll be streaming. If not the game that my guest discusses, then a great substitute. So you can follow me there. That's it for this episode of call me by your game. We'll see you on the next one. If you believe you must be big in order to be tough, then you should get to know me. I'll teach you other stuff. I'm Madeline, I'm Madeline, I may be very small. I'm Madeline, I'm Madeline, and inside I'm tall. She may be teeny tiny, diminutive petite. 